A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Good King Wenceslas, The Little Drummer Boy, Joey Devine, Prancer, Herbie, the elf who wanted to be a dentist. John Keen, Swarty Pete, that mouse from the Night Before Christmas cartoon that nobody likes, musical guest Santa Claus, and now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me. Joey Devine, your temporary host of Round Ball Rock, and I'm here with my very good friend, Sean Keen. Sean, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Doing good. Um, Cranked about Christmas. Yeah, this is the first of one and a half Christmas episodes we're going to be putting up. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a Christmas tradition now, Sean. We're going to have our friend, Caitlin Gill... Mm-hmm. For the third year in a row. Three in a row. Yeah. Now, Caitlin is someone who does not watch basketball. And so what no. we're going to do is we're going to teach you, our basketball-obsessed listeners, how to talk to your family that doesn't watch basketball about basketball on Christmas Day. We're going to go yeah. down the schedule. We're going to give you talking points. She's going to give us talking points. It should be really fun. Yeah, um, because because obviously you're going to be trying to watch 12 and a half hours of basketball on Christmas Day. Yeah, of course. So uh, you're, you're going to be live streaming it with your friend Danny LaRue. Um, it's going to be great. Um, but speaking of analytics podcasts, before we get to any fucking show... We have an announcement. Uh, if you are out there 
looking for a gift to give possibly a basketball friend of yours. Say you have a friend who attends the Sloan Conference. Mm-hmm. Um, Say you're friends with Daryl Morey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, say your friend works as a as a sales rep for Casper Mattresses. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Is your friend uh, a fan of um, ad reads? Mm-hmm. Is he in mm-hmm. advertising or she? Do you have any friends that are switchy? Yeah. Do you have any friends with a repeatable shooting motion? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Do you have a friend that uh, you, you like their... Maybe there's someone special in your life and you really like their body composition? I mean... I have lots of those friends. Um, oh, yeah. But we here at Round Ball Rock have the gift for you. Yesterday, put up an album of all of the slammed ups, and it is available for whatever amount of money you want to give us, including zero dollars. Mm-hmm. But we recommend in the range of seven to seven million dollars. Right. I mean, don't don't go over... The taxpayer mid-level exception paying for the exactly. We would not feel right about that. And that is available at roundballrock.bandcamp.com. Uh, there's also new content, I should point out. We recorded some extra slammed up stuff. Yeah, so if you have, if you have your only bootlegs of slammed up, there's extra content. Yeah, exactly. We're we're here we're here to help the fans. We're going to be recording any and all live events Brett and Randy do, mm-hmm. um, and putting those out Pearl Jam style. Also, uh, at Brett and Randy's shows, you're allowed to plug into the soundboard. It's kind of like the Grateful Dead. Oh, for sure, dude. Um, in fact, Randy will come and uh, he will shrink himself down and test the circuitry of your recording equipment. Just mm-hmm. to make sure it works. Yeah, I guess he can't be electrocuted because he's immortal, so yeah. it's actually pretty safe. Uh, anyway, please download that. Roundballrock.bandcamp.com um, Anything else we want to do before we get to the, new, uh, the news? Uh, do we have, a, we have a reader question. Oh, right. So, before we get to a reader question? Um, no. If you... If you are in the Bay Area and still on the fence about coming to my stand-up shows, you should go. Uh, yeah. When are those again? Uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, December 20th through the 22nd. Uh, and again, tickets for those are available at roundballrock.bandcamp.com. Yeah. <laughs> pay, pay what you want for a ticket. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's hit the reader question. This is Round Ball Rock Reader Mail. Communications from listeners. Why do we call it Reader Mail? It is confusing for robots. Alright, a question from our friend on Twitter, at Queen Ozymandias, said, she asked us, who in the NBA listens to the Insane Clown Posse? Hmm. She also added, while you're thinking about it, Sean, yeah. uh, she says... Quote, every white player in the NBA listens to Eminem. This we know. And how woke they are determines which verses they scream along to. Grayson Allen knows all the worst ones. Yeah, that's true. I'm going to say Mike Muscala probably also uh, 
like like really knows all the words to the the, the like, like killing the wife ones. Yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think for sure. Insane clown posse fans, though. Um, I know. I I had a very strong reaction when she asked us this. Oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead. All three Plumleys definitely listen to Insane Clown Posse. I think that's true. There's just something about them where it's like... Like, because another person I was drawn to at first was Ron Baker, but I think Ron Baker is like... He's too sweet a boy. The imagery would scare him, I think. Yeah, if anything, Ron Baker's gonna be into Slipknot. Oh, if for anything. sure, dude. But but the Plumleys, yeah, yeah, it's the right kind of like aggression, but also community that comes from yeah, the for sure. Policy. And in the Plumley family, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, also, none of those guys know how magnets work, so it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Uh, I also think I think Michael Beasley might might get down with the clown. Oh, I, I could very much see him getting down with the clown. <laughs> like, what are the? I, I'm not really even sure what the big is. Their their base is like the Midwest, right? I mean, they're from Detroit because all white rappers are from Detroit. Could you see like John Luer being into the to ICP? I don't know, honestly, I don't know enough about John Luer's personality. Uh-huh. to decide whether or not he'd be into the insane clown posse. I mean, I think the all-time insane clown posse NBA player is definitely Chris Birdman Anderson. Oh yeah. Uh Chris Kamen might be too Christian for the Insane Clown Posse. See, I think he's not too Christian. I think he's too conservative. Because, like, like... the thing about the Insane Clown Posse is, like, they're for, like, white... white trash people, right? But, like, a smarter brand. It's like wrestling... You You know how wrestling fans are, like, weirdly politically liberal... Mm-hmm. Like, Clown Posse, ICP, and uh, wrestling have like a direct X and Y access. It's a pretty, it's a pretty um, inclusive fan yes, base. I would say exactly. And Chris Kamen is very negative, and Insane Clown Posse, well. Well, Community-wise, are pretty pretty negative. I feel like the thing that made me think he'd be an ICP fan was that story about him spending like six thousand dollars on fireworks to put on a show for his neighborhood. Yeah, and that felt very juggalo to me. That is true. Uh, do you think there's anyone who actually puts the paint on? Well, Robert Swift, but he doesn't really count as an yeah, NBA player. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I could see it would be real funny if like JJ Berea loved Insane Clown Posse. Oh yeah, I was I was thinking like <laughs> like or like Ricky Rubio just really likes the beats and the music. I mean, he'd for sure be into the family aspect. And he's like, "Oh, they have a carnival. Those are so fun." <laughs> uh, Ricky Rubio crazy definitely- clown. He he calls him the crazy clown team. <laughs> Ricky Rubio definitely doesn't understand the concept of murder. It's like too Yeah. It's it's like too far away from his own 
attitudes to even like understand. Like they live on a farm. <laughs> um, I think that answers our question, right? Anyone else? I can't. No, I can't think of anyone offhand. All right. Um, let's go to the news then. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. Alright. Um, Sean, our top story. Everyone in the NBA is talking about it all the time. It's such a big story. Uh, Ron Baker, speaking of him, signed with the Wizards. Wow. Ron Baker, Washington Wizard. Incredible. Um... The Knicks cut him. Yeah. Even though I think he had a guaranteed contract this year. And it was for well above the league minimum, I believe. Definitely. It was like for $4 million. And so they got rid of Austin Rivers and replaced him with Ron Baker, a published children's book author. (laughs) Here's what I was thinking when I saw it, though. And I want to make this very clear. Uh, Ron Baker is not very good at basketball. Sure. But uh, I think they signed him to help fix that locker room. They had yes. a big, giant, uh, white doofus hole in the locker room uh, when they va- vacated by Jason Smith when they traded mm-hmm. him. And yeah. uh, I think Ron Baker will fill that role pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's definitely scrappy. He's He's like a coach on the floor. He's really chill. He drives like a Hyundai Seat Sonata or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> well, and and you kind of just need a relaxed guy in there because apparently they tried to when they when they traded for Trevor Ariza. Part of the idea was to just chill out that locker room mm-hmm. and bring in like a a chill grown up. But then when the trade, when they screwed up the trade initially, guys got really mad again. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Didn't Austin rivers throw a ball at somebody? Uh, uh, he threw a ball at Bradley up? Beal's head. I'm yeah. not sure if that <laughs> happened in the last week or if it happened earlier in the season, but uh, yeah, I think chemistry wise, that's going to be a very, um, a good upgrade. And Plus, also, anytime they're, they're gonna... fighting, he can just read them his children's book. Yeah. What if that's like... what saved the wizard season? Is re is that children's book? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and you know he he won't be Austin Rivers. Like like like, are they going to miss Austin on the court? Not really, because they have Sadaransky, who could just fill up all those yeah. minutes. All Ron Baker has to do is like eight minutes a game, dribble it across half court, and then spot up in the corner. Um, uh, yeah. But my, my, I have a theory, though. Oh, let's hear it. Ron Baker wants to get out of the uh, the children's book space. He wants to expand and broaden his horizons. And that's why he is going to be secretly writing a Jim Bouton Ball 4-style book. <laughs> About the Wizards locker room. Like, he's going from a children's book to a book that is going to be a hard, hard R. Uh, that's really funny. Yeah. Um, 
All right, Sean, you want to take this next one? Um, uh, are we doing tampering or the one before tampering? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Would we? Are we? Do we just uh? We shouts to yeah shouts to Frankie Muniz and all of the Clipper family. Yeah, uh, for losing Penny Marshall this week. Yeah, big um, basket, like legit basketball fan, legit Clipper fan, legit um, Clipper fan. Also went to Laker games because she just loved basketball so much. Yeah. Uh, League of Their Own is a great sports movie too. Mm-hmm. Um, one a rare sports movie. Uh, with with the uh, with a little bit of a down ending. I I kind of like that in a sports movie. I, I saw somebody say. was talking about that movie this week though. And they were like, um, I've always read the final scene in A League of Their Own as Dottie dropping the ball on purpose so her sister can win. I I don't think that's the correct interpretation. 100% it's not. <laughs> she, just, she just lost. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, like, like... That is like reading like sisterhood like way too deeply into the story and kind of fucking up the movie, frankly. Well, and like you're dissing Lori Petty a little bit. She was a good player. Um, Look, there's a reason they call her Tank Girl. Um, oh, okay. Gina Davis, also one of our greatest uh, athlete actors, as well. Well, we'll do that list some other time. Um, all right, let's go to our next. Yeah. Any, anyway, Frankie Muniz, number two celebrity Clipper fan now. Um, who's right? number one? Uh, Billy Crystal. Because I asked Mr. Bomber, he said, "Hey, listen." Nobody's safe except the condor. The condor. Have you seen the condor? Um, how mad is Clipper Daryl that you don't consider him the number one Clipper fan, you think? Well, he keeps quitting. Yeah. Like, like that's, that's not a good sign of a loyal fan. Wasn't he, wasn't he going to go over to the Lakers and follow LeBron? Yes. That's uh no that was a joke that turned out to be a joke I think oh okay no he... uh I still I, yeah I just don't consider him enough of a celebrity I'm sorry Clipper Daryl <laughs> or I don't think he, hmm, all right anyway <laughs> um let's talk about this one this non story that everyone has made a story yeah. uh LeBron James is tampering with Anthony Davis yes. Uh, he said some really nice things. Did he write a letter? It seemed like people were talking about it like he wrote this as a letter. But he really <laughs> just said a bunch of nice things about Anthony Davis. And he, he said them in, like, like, late career, peak dead LeBron ways, too. Yeah. Someone asked him about, like, playing with Anthony Davis, and he said, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Like, duh. That would be incredible. Um, and yeah. then everyone blew up to make fake trades, getting Anthony yeah, Davis like, Lakers, <laughs> and now everyone is acting like Anthony Davis is already on the trade block, right? Um, Which I mean, what here's what's going to happen with Anthony Davis? He's going to get offered a giant supermax contract this summer, and, and if he says no, they're going to sign it or not. Yeah, and but but the Pelicans aren't going to trade him before that. No, <laughs> because no uh, one else can offer him that supermax, so it doesn't even. And you know, if he he doesn't get that much more money by staying there, he gets but, a lot more, isn't it? Like like thirty million dollars more. 
thirty million over five years. Yeah, I mean that's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. Um, I will say the best person in this story, uh-huh. after uh, a certain sports website uh, that may or may not also pretend to be a television network now that just has a show with Scott Van Pelt all the t- on all the time, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> made this a story for no reason. Uh, but the best person in it was the next day after all this bullshit was happening, uh, the Bucks played the Pelicans, uh-huh. and apparently after the game, uh, Giannis walked by Anthony Davis and was like, AD, come to the Bucks, come play with me, I'm tampering! <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is great. Um... I also like that Alvin Gentry said that there was no one in the league we would trade him for, and there's no one out of the league, not even Beyonce. If we wouldn't trade Anthony Davis for Beyonce, he's probably untouchable. Yeah, great quote. Yeah. Um, it's weird, though, to complain about. It is both weird and not weird to call this tampering on LeBron James's part, because on the one hand, he is a player. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, he does own an agency. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> like, I, I, I understand why you want to stop tampering and why you can't like mention other players in interviews and stuff. But also, um, it is pretty weird that LeBron's. It's cool that LeBron owns a sports agency. It's very weird. Um, like how? So we that just seems like a thing that. I mean, obviously, I guess it's illegal and everybody loves it, but uh, seems odd. Seems odd. Yeah, it is weird. Um, yeah, I don't even know how to handle it because, on the one hand, I think it's tight that a player owns an agency. But on the other hand, it is, like, um, politically weird to deal with um, when it comes to stuff like this. But also, I'm into players making as m- way more money than, like, Drew Rosenhaus. Look, Contavious Caldwell-Pope has made so much money from Clutch Sports. Speaking of Drew Rosenhaus, we don't have yeah. this on here, uh, but he announced today... Uh-huh. That Rick Patino is becoming the coach of Panthenakos in Greece, Sean. Wow. And you know what was happening while he made the announcement? What was that? Uh, Rick Patino was doing sit ups in his driveway. Oh, incredible. That's, that's, <laughs> and he, they were like, is he going to kill himself? And Drew Rosenhaus is like, what? That's crazy. I He's love M M M M L C X X V one one reasons not to kill himself. Um, so question for you before we get to our last two stories and then bring on our guest. Yeah. Uh, how is Rick Patino going to go over in the country of Greece? I mean, a lot of his habits are probably going to be uh, really celebrated, I would say. Uh, he's also very close to... The, the hairstyle, ma- for one. Oh, yeah. The, ha- yeah. the hairstyle. <laughs> the sort of, like, 
I would say maybe the handsy nature of a Rick Pitino. <laughs> I but yeah, he's, he's one nation away from across the sea, and then he's every restaurant's an Italian restaurant, and Rick will just be climaxing <laughs> in his pants very quickly. I do worry about. Um, how do I put this? I do worry about how his style is going to go over uh, in the seat of democracy, you know, where democracy was invented. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, and in in those at the those people that were inventing democracy were also exploiting teenage boys. And that's been Rick Bettino's entire career. Yeah. You know what? He's going to do well there. He's going to do great. Um, All right. Uh. Our next story, uh, Vince Carter passed Paul Pierce for seventh on the all-time three-pointers list. Congratulations to Vince Carter and fuck Paul Pierce. Exactly. Um, And our last story before we bring Caitlin Gill on, uh, Joachim Noah admitted he partied too much in New York. Uh, He said, quote, I can look back at it and say I was ready for New York City, but I wasn't. Not just the pressure. I remember after the first game, I had 60 people in my house. I'm too lit to play in New York City. Memphis is perfect for me. Yeah. Um, That's just an incredible I'm going to say, I don't think Joachim Noah understands how lit Memphis is yet, though. Yeah, yeah. He, it's going to be a, it's a different kind of lit, but um, you can definitely get into some trouble. He's going to be getting in so much trouble with those ducks from that hotel that, go through the lobby every day oh my god <laughs> also a ruckus he's like oh man he's a year from now he's gonna be like i wasn't ready for memphis after my first game i had 60 of those ducks in my apartment <laughs> <laughs> also very unapologetic no that's cool yoga yeah, is cool I- fuck him i mean fuck fuck the knicks um all right uh, want that money baby also, young players weren't allowed to go out with him, That's which is pretty amazing that that was a team rule. Makes me feel better about the Knicks as an organization. Don't do not do that. <laughs> um, yeah, you're, you're right. It, it was probably some like arbitrary reason, too, where they're like, young players aren't allowed to go out with Yoko Noah. And what was it? Oh, he made fun of the song Desperado. <laughs> oh, go. Okay. Um, all right. Let... Let's see if I can bring our guest on here. Hello! We're here with one of my best friends, Sean Keen, and one of my other best friends, <laughs> the very funny, very talented, hilarious comedian, Caitlin Gill. Caitlin, how are you? I'm good. Sean, did we just get pitted against each other for Joey's favor? Or we yeah, I think have we to No, like... no, you're equal. You're all equal. No, I'm pretty in my sure mind. you just started a fight, Joey. Like, I think this is, Sean and this I are is now the, locked in a battle. This is the secret sixth NBA Christmas battle. Look, <laughs> <laughs> look, I have other friends you should be fighting, but neither the n- none of them are you two. Um, Fair. So, Sean, I'll call truce for now, but but I'm ready. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just kidding, Sean. Went. Uh, may, uh, hi, dog. You be quiet. You might recall me from last year's Christmas episode when my dog was barking, and welcome to this year's Christmas episode where my dog might bark. Uh, 
Look, I'm going to hold out my hand toward her as if that gesture will control her <laughs> behavior in any way. But I'm going to continue to do that. Um, so anyway, Caitlin, this basketball. is this has become a Christmas tradition. Um, we got a lot of new listeners this year, so why don't you explain a little bit? what you know about basketball. <laughs> Nothing. I know what you guys tell me throughout the year or what I eavesdrop through your conversations. Uh, but literally not at all. I have seen not a frame of basketball footage this year. Most of the time I like accidentally see some basketball, mm -hmm. but uh, it hasn't happened this year. I just haven't been in the right bars on the right nights. So my basketball knowledge is anecdotal. And largely supplied by the two of you. Honestly, kind of the same with us. But uh, Fair. <laughs> uh, is there any basketball story that you remember popping into your brain this year so far? Last year, you told me about the player whose name I do not remember, who uh, will go to public appearances. Like, he's just gotten into the side market of showing up at, like, bar mitzvahs. Or, yeah, like, Kylo Quinn, bar mitzvah auto. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Is it just bar mitzvahs? Because I have inserted also, like, auto, like, dealership openings <laughs> or, like, other franchise opportunities. I just feel like... He's in the mix wherever there's a chance to just, like, be a guy from the NBA. It's mainly bar mitzvahs. That's I mean, also great. His name I'm is not, Bar Mitzvah Man. <laughs> great. Perfect. That's all I needed to know. He he signed with the Indiana Pacers this year, and I have a feeling there are fewer available fewer, bar mitzvahs. I'm going to say, from New York to Indiana, that's a step down in the bar mitzvah market. But yeah. I will say, it is a step up in the... Possibly getting paid to go to Megan Gailey's wedding because uh, she's a huge Pacers fan. Oh, that's fan. right. Yeah, yeah. That's a. I mean, odds are good, and I feel like you take what you can get in Indiana. I mean, it's Indiana. You made a choice, or a choice was made for you. Look, I don't even know how things happen to basketball players. <laughs> so before we get into the actual Christmas Day games, and we walk you through some storylines. Mm -hmm. uh, do you have any questions about basketball for us? Um, I mean, they would be so general. Uh, I can't. I don't know. No, I don't. Okay. Beyond just a word to every basketball savvy listener that like we idiots love you and we want to be involved in your lives. So if you have the patience, please point at the ball and explain who is holding it and what they're doing. We have talked about this, and if you are new to me pattering about basketball, it is the sport where I can never identify players from mm -hmm. one another, mm -hmm. and that sounds exceptionally racist, uh, <laughs> but it is true in sports that are, it, it's a, it is just a, it's like a physics thing. Like, I don't understand where players are supposed to be, mm -hmm. so I don't have a guess as to what position is being played at any given time, and this is not for lack of trying. People have explained it. And people mm -hmm. have explained other sports, and I've gotten... I have a college degree. This is just one thing I can't... It's like uh -huh. high geometry. I don't get it. Uh, so I am embarrassed by my lack of knowledge. Please, uh, uh, oh. I would request that you indulge your loved ones that share my inability to understand what's happening in a basketball game. That's yeah. exactly why we're here, though. We're bridging uh, this the gap. This is, uh, this is This is our sit-down between basketball and non-basketball fans. Mm -hmm. I will. You can probably explain why, but uh, so I'll pose it as a question. Um, I know nothing about most sports. I know less about basketball, and yet it is still incredibly entertaining to watch. It is the most fun to just jump in and watch the game. One hundred percent. So that uh, is either a compliment, or you can be like, "Oh, that's because it's better than other sports for this reason." But either way, uh, 
it's, we want to watch basketball with you. I think, I think it's, we don't know I think what's the, happening. I think the dunk is like the yeah. best play in any sport. I think you might be right about that. It's better than a goal. It's better than a touchdown. And I'm going to say, except for a grand slam or like a, a like game-clinching home run, a home run provides a tension and release that is d- difficult to duplicate in any sport. Yeah, but yeah. the but dunk, problem with thrill. a home run is I love a home run. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Sure. Uh, is if you're not really paying that close of attention, you can get tricked and think there's a home run and there's there hasn't been a home run. You know, it either goes foul or like that was me. <laughs> Ignore me recycling. It does go foul. Uh, you get tricked. Yeah, the ball either goes foul or like uh, it lands just short of the wall and a guy caught it like. But you're not are... getting tricked by a dunk. You know what I mean? When a dunk is happening, you're getting a dunk. That's true. Although, <laughs> you you know, the occasional ball flying out of the, yeah, the there's, rim. There's a missed dunk, but even a missed dunk is, like, f- way fun. You know, because the Fair. ball yes. bounces all crazy, and there's a guy, like, hanging on the rim while the <laughs> ball has jumped off of the... The, uh, <laughs> um, the rim thing. The part yeah. where it goes into. And then there's points. <laughs> Now, Jose Canseco has never accidentally dunked by letting a ball go off his head, though. It's true. That is very funny. That's a point in favor of the home run. <laughs> I also should know more about basketball. I will disclose to your listeners that I am 6'1 and have been 6'1 since mm-hmm. I was like 13. So basketball coaches at my high school just looked at me like, I wish you were not a thespian. Like, <laughs> I wish you did something other than theater because, God, we could use you. But nope. <laughs> go ahead, nerd. Uh, and they were right. They were right to say it. <laughs> um. All right, Sean. Should we walk Caitlin through these games? Let's do it. Um, we're gonna go in in just order of time of day. Yeah. Useful. So at, it. at noon o'clock, Christmas Day. Uh, nine nine p.m. Nine a.m. Nine a.m. West. Uh, nine a.m. Pacific time. So at nine a.m. our time, <laughs> but noon okay. uh-huh. Eastern. The Milwaukee Bucks are playing the New York Knicks. Okay. Now, my first question for you, Caitlin. Before this moment, did you know that Milwaukee had a basketball team and they were called the Bucks? Sort of. If you had said, hey, what do the Milwaukee Bucks play? I would have said basketball. Hey, that's a, hey, we're a leg up. All right. Um, the first thing we should tell you about the New York Knicks uh-huh. uh, is... John McEnroe sits courtside. Oh, God. Uh, Sorry. Am yeah. I, that's, that doesn't sound like fun for the players. Uh, other rude. people, Spike Lee. Spike Lee okay. also sits courtside. Uh, and often, you know, I want that to be cool, but I bet it's not. All right. Okay, go ahead. Often John Stewart will be in the crowd at a big mm-hmm. game like this, too. I would huh. say those are the main guys you're going to see. It's a judgy pack. That's yeah. what I'm going to say. Uh, they banned... Uh, Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke used to have tickets, but he criticized the team on a podcast or something, and they or a talk show on Jimmy Fallon, and they banned him. He's not allowed to go to Knicks games anymore. I kind of love that. From the Knicks uh, fan side or the Ethan Hawke side? I don't. A little bit of both. I yeah. feel betrayed by Ethan Hawke because I had such a crush, and then I was looking back, it was like, wait, you're a mess. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's my fault. <laughs> Uh, and the Knicks... now it's just been transferred to Uma Thurman, as if that's a you know <laughs> way more solid base, Caitlin. It's not. Everybody's troubled. Anyway, keep going. Uh, 
the Knicks basically always get to host this early Christmas game, even when they're because no one wants to go to Milwaukee. Yeah, I think there's just like a built in audience. I don't I don't know if it's just that like it's because it's it seems it's early for a basketball game, Mm -hmm. even live like noon is it's an early ticket, but. But I guess New York's going to guarantee to fill the garden on Christmas Day, basically. Yeah, New York claims to love basketball more than any other city in the world. You say claims. Joey, is there another city that you would say is more basketball loving? It depends what kind of basketball you're into. Like, uh, Indiana... You know, they have the movie Hoosiers, so they claim to like, they probably like no, white, terrible basketball more. I think it has to have something else. I think you need to pick a state or city with anything else to do. It has, like, basketball needs competition. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, that's a hard lesson on Indiana. It's but that's true, you thing. can't. I'm just going in deep. My bad. Um, I, I'm with you, Caitlin. There's nothing there. Yeah. No, there I mean, is I nothing. I guess there's there. also a football team, but, you know. There's not a movie about a white basketball team from the state that triumphs over a team of black players like there is in Indiana and Hoosiers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we should tell Caitlin about there's a guy playing in this game that I think you'll be very interested in. Uh, yeah. Uh, he plays for the Milwaukee Bucks and his name is Giannis and Tedakumpo. Okay. Um, I bet it is. His nickname, though, I think you'll be into this, is the Greek Freak. Because he's from <laughs> Greece. <laughs> I mean, do you have to finish that sentence? Do you have to lubricate with olive oil before you finish that sentence? Uh, he's, um, he's very tall. He has extremely long arms and legs. Uh-huh. Uh, and he also has uh, two other brothers who are not nearly as good at basketball, but are kind of in the NBA minor leagues. Okay. And seeing all three of them together is visually disconcerting. <laughs> um, I mean, it's good they channeled it. Yeah. It's if you're gonna look like that, be good at be good at that the thing that you do when you're that tall. <laughs> So another thing about Giannis is he is the sweetest boy in the NBA by far. So he's 6'11 with crazy long arms. His arms, his wingspan is 7'3. So he could touch Shaq's feet to his head, and he's way shorter than Shaq. That's too many arms. Yeah, he's all arms. uh, But, again, sweetest boy in the world. Uh, he came from Greece. He used to sell... His family was so poor in Greece that he used to, like, sell things on the street. So he loves Milwaukee. It's, like, his favorite place on Earth because I, it changed his life. Well, and he was like, this is an American city, Milwaukee. <laughs> and he'd, he'd occasionally see other cities, but he'd only be there briefly. And it was just like, oh, Milwaukee, you know. He's not I wrong. A, I got a two-bedroom apartment. <laughs> so. I'm the dickhead from California that's like, <laughs> no, only these cities. It's perfect. It's great. 
I've oh, been to Bloomington. I blasted Indiana. I take it back. I'd live in Bloomington in a heartbeat. <laughs> so my favorite thing about Giannis, other than him being insanely good at basketball, uh, is his rookie year, he tweeted this. I just taste for the first time a smoothie. All caps, man, God bless America. Blushing, smiling emoji. It's the blushing that gets me. Yeah. <laughs> also, oh, he, man, spelled, he spelled smoothie with only one O. Um, <laughs> it's like he's like uh, he's he's like Tom Hanks from the Terminal or something. Just like somebody <laughs> playing like. But he's amazing. This summer, he just did a thing on Twitter called hashtag. The what the freak eats, where he tried all kinds of state fair food, and he was oh, like, "Oh, I just had funnel cake. This is so great." <laughs> he really I mean, liked funyuns. There's a whole bunch of things to encounter in the states that are terrific the first time you do them. <laughs> funnel cake being a prime example of like, yeah, you can't live this way though. It's like a great moment, but it is only a moment. What you can't every day recreate the magic of your funnel cake experience. Mm -hmm. I think Giannis might be able to, though. He's that magical. Um, You know, innocence can go a long way. Don't listen to Jada, don't Caitlin. (laughs) Uh, Also, another thing about Giannis is uh, last year on Valentine's Day, he posted like a periscope of him and his girlfriend and he showed the present that his girlfriend got him and it was a blowjob bell it was like a joke gift that was like ring this if you want a blowjob and he showed it and was like look i'm a freak in the sheets too and then she was like no (laughs) oh yeah what a silly boy he's the and he very well this guy the thing that's amazing about him is he very well might be the best player in the NBA in, like, four years. He's All that right. good. So, also... Can I ask a historical yes, question? Please. Have you said that before about players, and which ones have you been right or wrong about? Ooh. Who, as you've been watching, were you like, oh, my God, they're the one, and you were right. You got to be like, see, I told you. Well, LeBron oh, James. Oh, stump. Okay. All yeah. right. Well, LeBron. let me tell. Let me tell you. He. Um. I wouldn't say that Joey has like predicted that someone else will be the best player in basketball like this. But this type of extremely tall, long-limbed, uh, sort of like raw potential and athletic talent mm-hmm. that doesn't like directly translate like like this guy is basically completely unstoppable if he gets within like 10 feet of the basket sure but he can't make a three-pointer okay he can't shoot like at all that combination um has definitely come up in players that joey has enjoyed in particular this like lost you know just potential in human form former Golden State Warrior named Anthony Randolph. Mm-hmm. My favorite okay. player. <laughs> it did not work out, and he eventually has become a naturalized citizen of Slovenia. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he can help them in international play. Sure. I mean, I mean somebody's got to do that. Look, they did win the European title with him, but he is uh, 
Not Slovenian. But what I will say is I'm not the only one saying this about Giannis. He's pretty, uh, I would say he feels generation, not generational, but he feels very special to most people who are like sure. experts in basketball. I mean, he's, he has, he has started the all-star game the last couple of years. So he's not, okay. Yeah. He's not so far from the platform. Well, congratulations, pocket. you freak. <laughs> <laughs> Um, also the Knicks, we didn't cover them. Uh, funny thing about the Knicks, um, is for a city that claims to love basketball so much, uh, they are always bad. The New York Knicks are never good. (laughs) Are they good now? No, they're they're really terrible right now. Like super bad. They have a young, um, he's Lithuanian, right? Yeah. They have a young Lithuanian star. Uh, who is recovering from a knee injury. Okay. And because of that, they're kind of not really trying to win this year. They're trying to get a high draft pick. Mm-hmm. But they have switched to having um, like a, a coach that seems to enjoy people, which is okay. a different change for the New York Knicks. So he's like very this very supportive coach named David Fisdale. Uh, oh, and, yeah, he's uh, great. You would actually love the the Knicks coach. He's like very, he's very woke. He was, uh, he used to be the coach in Memphis and he, uh, got really involved in, uh, like the removal of Confederate statues from the town. And, uh, he's the nice. first, he's the first Knicks representative to, uh, be in the gay pride per- parade. And he yeah. hadn't even coached a game yet in New York, but mm-hmm. he and all his players went on a, fl- went on a float and it was like his idea at the gay pride parade. He's very, very woke and very cool. Yeah. I'm into it. Yeah, but they're terrible, and uh, the Bucks are going to kill them. Okay. Um, all right, Caitlin, we're going to do a new thing this year. Uh-huh. On a rank of uh, zero presents to four presents, how interested are you in this game now? Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to say... <clears throat> I'm going to say two presents. Okay. Uh, I I am intrigued because of the personalities, but the outcome seems relatively assured. Yep. Good answer. All right. right. Can I apologize to your listeners for enjoying my Morningstar Griller and my (laughs) Kroger Season Fries while we're continuing this conversation? This isn't a sponsorship. Just a girl's got to eat. Look, it it could be. Kroger, Morningstar, hit us up. I I can mute, but I feel like that gap in silence is when you know I'm chewing, so I'd rather just be on it. I'll I'll cut it, don't worry. Okay, cool, Um, cool, cool, cool. cool. um, All right, our next game, the Oklahoma City Thunder at the Houston Rockets. Oh, now that seems like it's, is that a, do they, they can't get along. They have a, they have a. They have a history of a little bit of a rivalry, I would say. They played in the playoffs two years ago with uh, relatively similar teams, I would say. Yeah. Right? Um, Sean, why don't you take us through this matchup first? Um, Okay. Uh, So Oklahoma City, the Thunder, are the old Seattle Supersonics who who were moved there in a fairly obvious coup when the guy who owns owned the Sonics and Starbucks sold them to some um, 
like kind of fracking grifters. Yeah, they're owned by frackers in Oklahoma City. Yeah. Seriously? The yes. guy who owns Starbucks was like, I will sell my team to you, evil miners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you pr- you promised to keep them in Seattle, and they were like, we're definitely not crossing our fingers when we say that we're not going <laughs> to them. That's rude. Okay, all right. All yeah. right, I'm interested. Uh, so Oklahoma City, uh, they... They they immediately upon getting there had three guys who, um, you know, almost almost in consecutive years they picked up Kevin Durant. Oh no, in consecutive years, Kevin Durant, uh, currently on the Warriors, uh, two time Finals MVP. They have a guy named Russell Westbrook who is. Uh, that sounds like a frat kid that would beat you up. <laughs> it really does, and he went to UCLA, and you could see it. He is uh, he's actually. He he's like a coiled ball of muscle. Like he's incredibly athletic and dunks on people. And uh, so he yelled at me about CrossFit. He was the MVP two years ago of the whole league. He would yell at you about CrossFit, probably. Okay. Yeah, he's yeah. very right. intense. Like I don't insanely like him. intense. Yeah, I bet he's it would really do intense. me a lot of good to like take advice from him, but I don't like. Him. <laughs> uh, and he wears he wears some of the craziest clothes in the NBA. Yeah, he's the NBA's like fashion guy. I do love NBA fashion. Yeah, <laughs> like like I think in the playoffs this year there was no point when more than like two buttons were done on any of his shirts. Well, yeah. Why would you? You're a coiled ball of muscle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the third guy that was on that Thunder team was James Harden, who was the MVP last year. And he's guess where he's the star now, Caitlin? Beard, right? I like him, yeah. but I don't know. I don't the know Houston Rockets. <gasps> oh, this feels wrong. So <laughs> the, the Thunder before. The, so they uh, basically the Thunder broke up their team a little bit preemptively by trading James Harden to the Rockets in what could only be termed a disaster of a trade uh, because James Harden was the, the sixth man. He was the first guy off the bench, but he didn't even start the games in Oklahoma city. And he, he went to Houston. I think he might've scored like 48 points in this very first game. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we talked about him last year and I could be totally wrong. Maybe it was a different conversation, but I asked a question about like guys who just weren't in the right place at the right time or mm-hmm. whatever. Oh, and this yeah. might've been the example of like, Oh, well, you know, this guy got traded over here and all of a sudden points points every day. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting that you, you see in basketball sometimes that the really, really good players tend to be guys that you want them to just kind of have the ball as much as possible because they're, they're good at making decisions. They're good at scoring and they can like deliver passes the right way. And what that means is, uh, and that that's kind of true on a lot of levels. And so when you get people filtered up to the NBA, um, you have to be like the very best at that thing. So there are, there are often guys who, um, are like more generally well-rounded players. Like James Harden is just a dude that you always want him dribbling the ball and passing the ball. Like he's better at it than basically everybody in the whole league. But when he's playing with other guys like that, like if he's just coming off the bench or if you just want him to like run over and wait for a pass, uh, you you're, you're kind of removing the specialness that he has. 
And so, all right. Like he, like while it was a terrible trade for Oklahoma City, him getting traded to Houston allowed him to um, achieve his potential because he was on a team that already had two guys that wanted to have the ball all the time. Right. Hmm. Yes. And right. That's, hmm. And that's how you end up with like, uh, you know, there's there's a class of guys that are are very good basketball players, but you watch and you're like, this seems like a slender. 610 white guy. <laughs> What's he there for? And it's like, well, he he never needs he to doesn't dribble want to touch the, the ball. Right team. He just you know does I mean? not like, want to like, touch the ball. <laughs> you actually once you get to the top level, you're almost better off being like, wow, all he does is shoot three pointers and it's like, yes, because that's all we need. Like we yes. if he's okay. dribbling, things have gone horribly wrong and we're going to lose anyway. <laughs> Uh, to prepare listeners and myself, uh, for those relatives who've only, their only contact with basketball was listening to Malcolm Gladwell this year, talk about how it's a sport where one star can actually support a team, uh, as opposed to other sports where that doesn't work as well. Mm -hmm. I think football was the contrasting sport, uh, uh, where, you know, uh, he was talking about Will Chamberlain and the underhand shot. Uh, uh-huh. Just to prepare you, if you didn't oh, listen yeah. to that episode, to what your your relatives are going to ask you about. Um, it does seem like a weird strategy to collect too many good players. Like, if that's the true, if that's true, then, like, is it just sort of, do you, are there trades you've been frustrated with like that, where you saw that coming? Like, hey, why do you have those three guys that do all the same thing? Well, like, this what, do you, is, what do you think? Yeah, this is actually, actually a good game to ask this question about. Yeah, uh, because <laughs> because I would say that the the Houston Rockets, since acquiring James Harden, they have this um, this GM who is like uh, like a huge numbers nerd. Also incredibly into musical theater. Caitlin. Yeah, loves musical theater. He produced a bizarre basketball theme musical. My mouth Small is so Boston. full, and I really just have to say, what? <laughs> what? Uh, it's about, it's called Small Ball. It's about, um... Uh, it is not! You stop it right it, now! No, I swear to God, it is. Uh, and it's about uh, the country of Lilliput... Who, where everyone is three inches tall, uh, learns about basketball. I'm sorry, I've walked away. I've walked away from my phone <laughs> yeah. and the headphones. I'm walking to the scene. You're, you're going to hate it more. Uh, they get into basketball, but their society does not have the concept of five, mm-hmm. which is I, how many players I, are on a basketball <laughs> team. I, uh, also, there's a guy named Michael Jordan that's the main character, but he's not the Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. No! <laughs> we already did that movie! It's Creed! <laughs> um, but his entire people, goal... people, man, we can't have nice things. Resource yeah. allocation has not worked appropriately. I, uh, Sorry. His entire goal since taking over this team, and he's very good at his job, and he's much better at his job than... Is to nail a two-step in a line. <laughs> Why is this so hard, guys? Take it from the top! Um, has been to acquire star players. And this is the first time... Last year was basically the first time he'd gotten another star to play with Chris Paul... I mean, to play with James Harden. And his name is Chris Paul, 
who you might recognize from Headband, uh, right? No. Okay. Uh, he used to have a uh, series of State Farm advertisements where he f- wore a fake mustache. Uh, he you pretended to be his to twin. Those, yeah, but I'm fair. gonna look him up. <laughs> uh, but they. He's- Currently doing State Farm commercials with uh, Office Star improviser Oscar Nunez. Mm-hmm. Cash those checks, Oscar. You Hell cash yeah. every one of them, buddy. Yeah. Um. So they were really, really good last year. Um. The Rockets almost beat the Warriors in the playoffs. That's how good they were. And on the other side of it, so they created a team that was like, they had two stars who figured it out, right? And on the other side of it, since Kevin Durant has left Oklahoma, they have tried to put other stars around Russell Westbrook, but have failed until this year. This year, they're very good. This is the second best team in the league, probably, versus who we thought was going to be the second best team, but has been disappointing. Hmm. Yeah. So the the important players, I would say, that are that are very interesting. Uh, Oklahoma City has a large center from New Zealand named Stephen Adams, and he he looks like. He looks like Aquaman. Be, yeah, he would be he like Aquaman. He made up that friend. name. He swam across the ocean, <laughs> got to an island, Ellis Island, presumably, and yeah. was like, I don't know, Stephen and uh, uh, Stephen uh, Adams. 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 Can I uh, have that name? <laughs> um, here's they a, have a, no, they it's have upside guy. down. It's Adam Stephen. You guys. Yeah. Here's uh, an interesting uh, thing about way, so dumb. Easy. Here's an interesting thing about Stephen Adams, Kalen. Mm-hmm. One of seventeen siblings. No, stop it. Are they all giants? <laughs> what was so that? They all, are they all huge? Um, I believe they're all huge. Yeah. Well, I a mean... woman has hips like mine. That's just plopping out seventeen kids. <laughs> I bet it's like some four one. Like she's like four eleven, a hundred pounds. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't understand it. I have a dog, and I'm overwhelmed by the thought of what I have to do this afternoon. 17 children. He has actually said that sometimes he does not remember his own siblings' names. I am not surprised, honestly. <laughs> that is fair. They couldn't be offended. If you, if one had to lean over and be like, it's Billy. I know. We weren't around. Didn't you, didn't you look at the family mnemonic device that we figured out? <laughs> It's every letter of the alphabet. Yeah, you right. Include it's... half your cousins. <laughs> um, all right, Sean, keep walking us through the more the interesting players here. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the other, the other who has been this year's best player on Oklahoma City is a guy named Paul George. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul George played most of his career with the Indiana Pacers. Why is this whole team aliases? <laughs> right. Are these Paul, like, oh, dog, was Paul, there a high school Paul, basketball it, team that witnessed a murder? Like. 10, 15 years ago, and they were all missing, and suddenly there's these two first-named T. Something fishy is going on. One of their starters is also named Terrence Ferguson. Like, (laughs) Terrence Ferguson and Russell Westbrook should be, like, a tennis doubles champion in the state of Connecticut. Oh! Ah! On the ice for the free skate. Yeah. (laughs) Mom, can I go yachting with Terrence Ferguson? Um... (laughs) 
Uh, and Paul Paul George is known for he's like a he's a very good player, uh, good defensively, but he he has two years in a row had these commercials run in the playoffs with him for Gatorade, and then his team has lost very quickly, and the commercials have continued to run. Well after final, he was like, done six playing. Weeks of the playoffs. And yeah. they always show him like making a game winning shot in the playoffs. And in that's reality, so that's haunting. Not... <laughs> yeah. As a person who has failed to meet expectations in the past, I just am trying to mm-hmm. imagine like sitting on your couch at home watching something unrelated to basketball. <laughs> and it just pops up your own game winning shot in the studio. Yeah. Um, that hurts. That hurts. That's a weird pain. Um, yeah, the Rockets have. Oh, oh. So if you're watching this this game with with your dad or any kind of older white male, this is a great game to watch because um, dads really like to talk about traveling mm-hmm. and how traveling isn't called enough, and how they they get to take too many steps. Uh, Russell Westbrook and James Harden are probably the two worst travelers in the NBA. Oh, for sure. And they like never get called late, for it. They never get called for it. <laughs> uh, so it's it's a good thing to get angry. But, or if you're just trying to fake your way through it, you, you can just point at any random play. And go, that was a travel. Oh, I think that was a, a travel. Yeah. Uh, All right. One My last, dad will be proud of me for that. One last interesting thing about Paul George, actually, is I think he is... The NBA's thirstiest player for fame, or at least was at a point, because okay. he has given himself one time uh, a sports writer once convinced him to change his number to 13 so he could have the nickname PG-13, oh and he God. did it. That's so sad. Come yeah. on. <laughs> I'm the player really you're is. allowed to watch. That's not... I'm hecka good. It's not what you're going for. Uh, yeah, yeah. PG-13 is just not that. It means you can only say fuck once. And then another time he gave him. I think him... that means you can show a nipple. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think you can get a fuck out. I think you have to stop it. Like, and then you get kicked in the nuts and fall down. Yeah. Uh, and then another time he gave himself the nickname Playoff P. Uh, and then proceeded to choke oh. pretty bad in the playoffs. <laughs> to give yourself a nickname and to have it involve P is just rough, man. Uh. That's rough. Playoff oh. P your pants. Um, anything else we need to cover on this game, Sean? No. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, the the Rockets shoot tons and tons of three pointers, and they're going to do that in this game. Yeah, it's like more three-pointers than any other team in history by oh, far. Right. And it's because of fun. math. Oh, and Caitlin, you know my mom. My mom, the only I NBA do. player my mom does an impression of is Chris Paul. Who oh, plays for the Rockets. Man. Yeah. I would and it's him to the complaining about a foul call. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Caitlin. Uh, zero presents to four presents. How interested uh, are you in this game? I'm gonna give you. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna give this game a three present interest. Um, it sounds compelling. Uh, it seems like a good watch. I am not sure who would win. There are lots of players to keep an eye on. It sounds like. Um, but it's. Uh, they also seem the sad stories at the end takes that down a present. I don't mm-hmm. want to think about the commercial. 
I had to be in for the rest of his playoffs. <laughs> and I don't want to. It's a little say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so three presents. I would I, hey, later in the day. Oh, three p.m. is a perfect time for a basketball game. Honestly, on Christmas, like you're done because you think you're eating at four, but you're not. You're yeah. eating at five thirty, and mm-hmm. you need something to do until then. Well, and also the game. The game is timed perfectly to be exciting at a point when people are yelling at you to get to the table. Well, oh yeah. Hmm. Speaking of five thirty, that's the time our next game is five thirty Eastern. The Philadelphia Segways, seven, it's like I'm riding one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the Philadelphia 76ers versus the Boston Celtics. Oh, so, geez. Wow. This sounds like uh, a lot of drunk people are going to... Sounds like men are about to confront some emotions through a sport. <laughs> yeah. 5.30 in Boston home I'm gonna game tell you on now, Christmas Day. I would Day. give two presents to not watch this game. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Um... Well, let me walk you through a notable player on the Philadelphia 76ers, Caitlin. All right. Okay. Uh, okay. He's a recent add to the team. Uh, his name is Jimmy Butler. Uh, and er, he was. Again, he squealed <laughs> on a mob boss and he got moved around. <laughs> he started. Um, he's a very good player, first off. Let's get that out of the way. But he started this year on a different team. And then forced his way out. Um, and the rumor is it's because he slept with another of his teammates' girlfriends. Who was an Instagram model. Yeah. Oh, that's not a real model, buddy. <laughs> Come on. You can both do better. Uh, another big complaint about his teammates on that team was that they... Instagram is just a fucking <laughs> Venus flytrap for dummies. <laughs> I don't, uh, it's, that's so sad. Another complaint about his teammates on that team is that uh, they stayed up too late playing Fortnite instead of caring <sighs> about basketball. <sighs> Which, doesn't that sound like a complaint you would only get if you were intimately involved with that player's girlfriend? Like that's yes. a girlfriend complaint, uh, not a coworker complaint. You know what I mean? It does sound like they found each other in a hallway pouting, <laughs> and that's how it all started. One night, when oh, we're both supposed to be asleep and caring about basketball, <laughs> and then they, you know, then they had Fortnite. So he did a thing where I'm he... I'm honestly pretty proud of that. I hope someone <laughs> laughed out loud. And they had Fortnite. That's so. Uh, I mean. He did a, victories. He did a thing where he kept showing up at work to get traded from this other team. He kept showing up at work and just screaming at people about how they were bad at basketball and soft and uh <laughs> that he was better at basketball than them and then kicking their asses in practice and then leaving when they would stretch. <laughs> That's I are we sure he doesn't have CTE? Because that behavior does not sound like a solid individual. How do you get traded? How? Okay, my plan is to get a new job. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go into the job I have currently. I'm going to dunk on everyone trying to fold shirts. I'm going to fold shirts faster than them. I'm going to knock the shirts off the counter, and then I'm headed from the Gap to Old Navy. Same fucking company planning to get another job. But it doesn't make any sense to me. 
walking into Old Navy like, you should have seen how I fucked up that gap. They didn't even know I hit him. I folded shirts so tight and then I knocked him everywhere. Uh, welcome why to would, Old Navy. I don't know how it's so, going to go. Why were they so mad at you at the gap, Jimmy? Uh, I slept with the manager's girlfriend. But it's really because they didn't care about the gap. Yeah. They were staying up too late. They should have been. They should have been thinking about khakis. That's you're not gonna. I don't know. Sports is weird. Mm-hmm. Well, but we work in entertainment. I feel like this is the equivalent of an actor yeah. being on set, being like, "Bring me my latte," and still getting a job <laughs> well, for the rest of their lives. If you think that's what makes sports weird, Sean, can you explain to Caitlin Gill the uh, the short history of the Seventy Sixers here? Yes, yeah, so the Philadelphia 76ers um were were had like a, an excellent team in the 70s and 80s and then briefly had Allen Iverson uh in the in the late 90s and 2000s and then had a period of time where they were kind of um mediocre. About, yeah, they were they would like make the playoffs but they would they would always be like the eighth best team or the seventh best team. And can so I ask they a question really quick. Yeah, I know ahead. you're in the yeah, middle yeah, of a history, yeah. but it feels early enough like I can ask an establishment yes. question. What happens to those teams in basketball? Or is the plan of every team like is every team in the middle just having a building year or a decline year? Is every team sort of playing along a bell curve of just like <clears throat> for a while it works and then it doesn't and then well, we have to start again? This is a yes. great point to ask this question because yeah. you're about to get to the the answer when you learn about what this team did God, yeah because because i think fans kind of like above anything else like being able to go to a game and have it be more likely than not that their team will win that game like that's the most basic sure. thing you want and you know if your team is going 43 and 37 and making the playoffs they're achieving that goal you know I'm into that. But this is Philadelphia. And as an yeah. o- as an Oakland fan, I can say like you kind of just want to go to the game. Yeah. Like it's not this is a highlight in your life whether they win or lose because you live in Oakland or Philadelphia or any of the equivalent cities which are beautiful but undeniably hard. Yeah, like uh, like like there's sorry. nothing victory or not if you see Shaquille O'Neal in person that's like worth night. the price of admission. Right. <laughs> oh, for yes. sure. So it seems like Philadelphia probably likes the 76ers, but it also seems like they kind of want them to win still. It's not like automatic. Yeah. Well, what happened was the team got traded to a bunch of hedge fund guys and they hired this (gasps) manager whose plan was we're going to just be as terrible as we can for three straight years and just try to get as many draft picks and young players as we can that's our that are are they doing a producer's move or is that actually a good idea it felt like it was a producer's move well they they didn't do a great job of it because they got a lot of well then uh, it sounds like they executed their plan well the thing about basketball is again one player can change dramatically so you do occasionally see a team throw away a year if they think they can get like LeBron James in the sure. draft uh-huh. or, or, you know, they're, ma- they're not going to make the playoffs anyway. So why not lose 60 games instead of 50 games? Mm-hmm. Because right. the more games you lose, the higher your chance to get a better draft pick is. 
But at so, what point, I mean, you can't, you're not allowed to just like lose a game because it helps your draft pick. You can't uh, just like fuck up on purpose. Well, I mean, Philadelphia did that for like four, four years, straight basically. years. Are you, is that like, isn't it? Are you, well, the way no they fucking up on purpose in basketball. Can you just do that? Yeah. Well, you the way just they did sign it really you, bad players and you get rid of all your players that are good at basketball. Interesting. For so you ask more shitty draft, people to try as hard as exactly. they can, but like, yeah. You're kind of fucking with the stats of the whole league. That's a weird way to play. Mm-hmm. It was very controversial. And Joe, you're the one who introduced me to craps. This is your fault. But occasionally yeah. <laughs> I bet the dark side. And that's what it feels like. Just mm-hmm. quietly at the table rooting for everyone else when you know you're slowly banking on their failure. Mm-hmm. That's that's very similar to what they're doing, I think. Um, anyway, they they after four years of being absolutely terrible, they have they came away with it was something like they got five picks in the top five, including two number one mm-hmm. picks. Um, and two of those guys have really paid off. There's there's one guy who was hurt for two full years, but then became awesome. He is a very large center from Cameroon. His name is Joel Embiid. Cameroon! So and that's for fans of a totally different show. <laughs> I bet the crossover is real slim. But for my round ball rock listeners who also watch RuPaul's Drag Race, <laughs> there you go. So I do think you would love this guy, Joel Embiid, Caitlin. Okay, he's a very right. large man from Africa. I'm but on he's, board already, and he's also very funny. So. What the fans dubbed that process of being super miserable and losing for four straight years is their slogan, the fans invented it, was trust the process. Like, they would just constantly say, we're going to trust the process. We're going to trust the process. And Joel Embiid has now taken the nickname, The Process. He gave it, okay. he gave it to himself, but didn't really, you know what I mean? But he calls himself The yeah. Process. He Instagrams himself, like, dunking on people, and he'll tag the location, like, CSI crime scene investigators. Uh, uh, I mean, is it him, or does he have an excellent social no, media? No, it character? is 100% him. Well, yes, he was He was like this when he was, like, a lonely rookie rehabbing his broken foot. Uh, yeah, he briefly had an addiction to Shirley Temples. Yeah. His, his rehab was I'm sorry, liter- but I really identify with that. That hits hard. That's yeah. one of those things that, like, I mean, for Simpsons fans, it's the equivalent of the the slushy man out of only slushy syrup. Like, it mm-hmm. is a, an overwhelming beverage to encounter and, as an adult. Well, it's yeah, a real rush. He was like, he was, you know, he wasn't playing with the team, so he was like in his apartment and doing rehab, and he was like 20 years old, so mm-hmm. he couldn't legally drink, so he would just house a picture of Shirley Temples. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Love and life. That is wild. Um, and then, oh, and he really wanted to uh, get voted on to the All-Star team because he thought that meant Rihanna would go on a date with him. Oh, it yeah. doesn't. <laughs> no, it definitely did not. Uh, but yeah, he 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 also starts arbitrary feuds with guys but not like they don't they don't like fight or anything they're they just fake kinda funny ones. roast yeah. each other yeah, yeah. <laughs> i like that a lot yeah uh and then the other really good guy they got from all this losing 
is a guy named Ben Simmons, who's from Australia. Uh, he barely speaks, but he <laughs> uh, he's giant. He throws a lot of no-look passes, and he dunks okay. a lot. All he's right, also, that's fine. Is he dating Kylie Jenner? Oh, yeah, that is that is the other oh, thing. He's, no, he's no, dating, no, no, he's Seems dating like very uh, bad things happen. A bad idea. That does seem, <laughs> I mean... I don't want to blame either party. It's just sometimes storms collide, and wow, that's a hoof. James, James Harden, the beard, dated a Kardashian briefly, no, and he James came Harden. back. And it was like just for a summer. It's and Kendall... he came back in the fall, and everyone was like, why is he so fat and tired all the time? <laughs> Man. It's Kendall Ugh. Jenner, not Kylie Jenner. But oh, yes, sorry. he is dating a Jenner. Um, that just sounds distracting. Yeah, but he's so boring, it's unclear if he can actually be distracted, if that makes sense. It's, no, that sounds like you're describing a Jenner. So this seems like yeah. a... Yeah. yeah, okay. They're, an, right, okay. they're an interesting... You know what? Who am I to judge love? <laughs> find it where you can find it. It's a cold world. Cuff up. Ben yeah. Simmons and Joel Embiid are sort of an interesting pairing because uh, one is like 100% personality and the other is 0% personality. Nice balance. Okay. But and also their games are flip-flopped kind of. Where like Ben Simmons is like a super interesting personality driven game and Joel Embiid's game is like uh very old school like you put your back into a guy and then you just like back into him for a long time cuz you're big <laughs> cuz you're giant. Yeah. <laughs> ben Simmons throws crazy passes, and uh, he's very tall as well, but he plays point guard. Yeah. Huh. Is that generally a short man's position? It's the little man position. Yeah, that is the okay. little he's man position. at like 6'10". Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, it is rare that a man that big can dribble that well or run that fast. All right. Um, but that's kind of a new thing, right? Aren't the big kids a little bit better at that? Yes. They yeah. trained that is... the Giants? Yeah. Oh, you learned that. You remember. Oh, <laughs> I retain something. It's like I don't know I have the memory until it just resurfaces in context. Um, I would say these two fan bases also might have just the angriest fans. Yes. Oh, okay. At their team or at the world? Because both would be understandable. Sorry, it's just the 76ers and who now? Oh, it's the Celtics. Philadelphia and Boston. Okay. Yeah. We haven't even talked about the Celtics We're going right? to get there. The, uh, okay. the other thing about these two teams... Uh-huh. is they are both very young and people are expecting them to be the two best teams in the East for like the next five years. No pressure or anything. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And they played in the playoffs last year and this, the Philadelphia team, Philadelphia sort of choked. Yeah, okay. Well, well in, the, are, in, yeah. The, in the most hilarious of those games... Um, Philadelphia hit a shot at the buzzer that uh, tied the game, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but uh, someone in their stadium operations thought that it was actually a three-pointer that had won the game. Oops. And shot and confetti in the air. Shot confetti <laughs> And then they did not win the game. <laughs> Man. You know, sometimes the world just narrows its focus into such a fine point. 
You remember yeah. that ancient weapon that's just like a giant magnifying glass and then it burns people alive? I feel like those moments mm-hmm. are a metaphor for that <laughs> weapon. Because, ouch, God, to be that one person. Woo! Ah! I think he was he was also wearing a t-shirt that said uh you can't tell me nothing. <laughs> oh, but you probably shouldn't. Um oh. all right. Can I divert attention onto a stranger yeah. I saw in Las Vegas who was wearing a kid rock t-shirt and on the back it has a it was a giant graphic that looked like a gas tank on empty. Uh and the the above across his shoulders were the words uh my fuck tank is empty. A oh, uh, no. giant graphic of an empty front said kid rock. And I understand that the point of the shirt was to convey that the man has no more fucks to give. Mm-hmm. But I gotta tell you that this rotund man walking in flip flops and shorts through a casino floor, clutching the wife of a uh, clutching the hand of like a hairsprayed wife. He just didn't. It looked like he was never going to fuck again. It looks like he bought a T-shirt that was like my dick is soft forever. And wore it proudly. <laughs> I just love that a Kid Rock fan bought a shirt and was like, hell yeah, I'm going to tell the world that I am out of fucks to give. And now walks around with a shirt that doesn't have that message from the back. From the back, it looks like your fuck tank is on empty, man. Which, yeah. to me, says that you're never, that you got a big soft dick. Uh, yeah. It was just, sorry, t-shirt. <laughs> I really thought that would be a more rewarding road. To no, no, it was, it, it was really funny. Um, yeah, it happened. It. That was a true story in Las Vegas. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> All right. Thank you. So the Boston Celtics, um, they're sort of an NBA heritage team. Uh, they've, they were, they're, yeah, they are traditionally yes. the best, one of the best teams in the NBA, usually. They used to have a big rivalry with the 76ers, but that was, you know, 30, 35 years ago at this point. And it seems like the NBA is sort of, um, trying to force that rivalry back and it is sort of that's why they're playing on christmas yes sure okay um they're Um, really boring uh they have they have a guy named uh kyrie irving who is their point guard you uh may know him as the lead in the uncle drew movie oh okay right yeah yeah Uh uh-huh uh-huh yeah puts on old man makeup and uh in the original commercials, tricking unsuspecting young men that an old man was this good. In the movie, very strange backstory. Uh, we won't we won't really get into that. But he's um, <laughs> he's uh, he's last year he made headlines by saying that he did not believe the world was round. Oh no! Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's stated these guys make he, me so sad. Yeah. <laughs> Our education system has failed so profoundly on so many levels. He, and this um, is again for your crossover fans with RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh yeah, there is this in the middle of this Venn diagram is like sequined and our sequenced dress and like oh people who can't. There's a whole long list of sad mis misspoken words that are like this is our fault, society. This is us. We put someone on a pedestal and we didn't we didn't build a nice stairway there. We oh, so sad it bums me out like yeah that's just (laughs) well maybe this won't bum you out the boston celtics second best player is coming back from injury had a horrific injury last year Uh, is this one of the gross broken legs it is one of the gross broken legs but he's back this year he's not playing super well but he does have a commercial his one endorsement 
is for a video game called League of Legends, which is like even nerdy for video game standards. And is it basketball related? Nope. Oh, that is great. It's like okay, orcs and up. elves. Yeah, it's like up. orcs and elves and magic and shit. It's like uh, it's like the new wor- World of Warcraft. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> I lost so many friends. <laughs> But yeah, he's super into that. It's like the dorkyoid epidemic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. I think... If I had gotten that out without the stutter, I would have. But I'm a dork, so I got. I'm at risk. Look, I think that covers both. It, I would say actually that the dorkyoid epidemic sort of covers most of the Boston Celtics. Yeah. Okay. These are both, yeah, and these are both two team, two teams that are should be competing to make the NBA Finals. Two of the four best teams in the in the Who East. Who are the other ones? Who are the other teams? Milwaukee with okay. uh, Giannis. The Green. Right. The other team, Toronto Raptors. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Well, mm-hmm. all right. Okay, okay. They're not playing on Christmas. They're not because, playing on Christmas. Uh, well, yeah, uh, fuck Canadian them, Christmas Canadians. Like they don't get earlier. Christmas. Uh, <laughs> it's um, our thing. All right, I think we've covered that. Caitlin, how many presents? Zero to four. Sixers at Celtics. Okay, uh, I told you that I would give away two presents uh, to not watch mm-hmm. that game, but uh, it does sound more interesting than I gave it credit for. So I'm going to say two presents. All right, I'm neutral. All right, and now our second to last game of the day at eight uh-huh. p.m. Uh huh. The L.A. Lakers versus the Golden State Warriors. Oh no! Oh gosh! Uh, okay. All right. Christmas dinners all over the West Coast by starting yes. at five p.m. Yeah, uh, that's rude. Basically, all we have to say is it is LeBron James, the greatest player ever, on the L.A. Lakers. The N- for the first time, the NBA's most glamorous team ever yes. versus the Golden State Warriors, possibly the greatest. NBA team of all time. Well, I mean, I'm going to give this four presents because, duh, even I have heard of these players. <laughs> uh, That's what I, I figured. I wanted I've... to like the Lakers in my house arbitrarily. And my stepmother is a big Celtics fan, uh, but that was arbitrary. And it's based on that rivalry and just picking a side. Um, so I, I don't, I sometimes had the instinct to root with or against her rivalries just mm-hmm. to make games more fun or interesting. But every L.A. team was so easy to hate. And for the first time, the Lakers are like, what if you liked me? The Dodgers did it a few years ago. And I was like, gosh, darn it, Dodgers. (laughs) I'm supposed to hate you so much. And I can't. I can't hate them at all. Uh, And the Lakers might do it, too. Golden State, for not caring about basketball much beyond my friends' interest in it, Golden State is valuable because my friends love Golden Mm -hmm. State. And so by extension, the joy they have bought my friends is that's priceless. That is a precious thing. And so that's the true them, meaning of Christmas. Right? Yeah. And yeah. sport. Uh, let's let, 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 let your heart swell. Let the season in. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I don't know. That's two teams that I wouldn't, that my friends are happy when they win. So nobody loses in that game. Uh, you know, I have Laker fan friends. I have you, my Golden State fan friends. Uh, I don't know. I'd watch that. That I seems like say, a TV show more than a basketball game. I'll yeah, say that much. That's Actually, kind of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what I would say about um, LeBron and the Lakers specifically, too, is uh, you've probably noticed this in comedy. 
uh, LeBron was was living in Cleveland, working hard, but his team kind of had like a lot of sort of old past their prime guys. He moved to L.A. and it, it reminded me of when someone moves to L.A. from Chicago. Right. And like immediately loses 10 pounds without even meaning to. Yeah. <laughs> just because like I it's actually really hard to drink for as many hours and like, yes, like I accidentally went on a hike and that's like LeBron. He moved to LA. He, he seems to be serious about basketball, but like actually enjoying himself. Um, his teammates are all very young now for the most Mm -hmm. part. Um, eventually he will have them traded Mm -hmm. to get veterans. But right now it's like, he feels like, almost like a real fun camp counselor. Yeah. And, and the, the young guys will try to like roast him on social media and LeBron will respond like real funny, not (laughs) yeah. Like real old man jokes. LeBron is like the most dad NBA player. Right. But he's like a dad that could still beat everybody up. Renaissance. (laughs) I think part of like, I don't know. Sports reporting is still kind of oddly uh, paternalistic to black athletes. Uh, So there was a long time where my exposure to LeBron James would be like, I don't know, I guess he's a dad or something. And like there was this edge of like, but is he responsible, though? For a long time, the talk about LeBron being the best had this other side of it because we're always looking for the other side of like, but who is he? What are his flaws? Is he paying enough attention to this or that? Is he really good? Like, I think part of the framing the debate of like how we pressure athletes to go pro instead of focus on their education became a little bit about LeBron. So they were looking for opportunities for him to sound dumb or sound Mm -hmm. like he was not being a good dad. Uh, I'm not pointing any. I don't know who these reporters were. I just know that my exposure to him as a celebrity was always tinged with this like, but what if he's not really a good guy? Mm-hmm. And over the years, it seems like he's grown up into an adult, he's an incredibly a really, really mature, good guy. active adult. And everything I hear about him now is not just a PR manager being good at it, but like, oh, he made a choice about how to live a public life. He yeah. made really mm-hmm. he made the kind of choices that none of us have to face, but he made them, it seems like, patiently and deliberately because the projects I've seen him involved in obviously take years to grow and a lot of vision and determined effort. My perception of him as a public figure is really turned around and it's not just the reporting on him. It's what he's had the opportunity to grow up and do. Mm -hmm. So I think it's super cool that he's moving to LA because this is the weird town where you like simmer things in a pot to happen 10 or 15 years later, like the weird deals he's going to make right now in entertainment crazy stuff's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but it's going to be something. Well, he's making mm-hmm. Space Jam too. We know that for Fucking sure. Fucking great. I love it. Cash the, again, get the money <laughs> and then use the money for something else. But it just seems, I bet he's not making any choice that doesn't come as part of a bigger decision. And I'm very curious about what Le- LeBron James has in the future, not just, I'm sure as fans, you're interested on the court, but I, as a human, I'm like, what the fuck else are you going to do, no. dude? Are you going to save public education? Like, <laughs> I'm genuinely curious. Um, uh, all right. I th- we don't need to explain any more about that. How many presidents came Also, yeah. every other player is doing it to the guys who are doing cool stuff and are doing things like that, but don't get the press like LeBron James. Like, Hats mm-hmm. off. It's got to be crazy to be a professional basketball player. I cannot imagine the lives these guys have <laughs> because there's podcasts about what they do. That's nuts. 
Yeah, and the the this will be like the fourth year in a row. I think the Lakers, the Warriors play LeBron on Christmas. Yeah, so and, it really uh, is like a recurring television show. <laughs> they haven't nice. they haven't actually played the Lakers this year, have they? No. So it's it'll be you know it'll just be fun. Like it's weird that the the rivalry between usually it's team versus team but here it's like literally one guy versus have a rivalry five. with one dude yeah i'm interested can i make a request of round ball rock in the future yeah of course. as a guest on multiple holiday episodes uh i want to go to a sparks game and i want you to explain what's going on oh 100 i know even less okay. about yeah. the WNBA, but uh one thing i love in any sport played by anyone is an underdog story. And I feel like that league has an underdog story mm-hmm. that I don't know anything about. So I'm a fan of just people like every team existing, not just because of the like fact that I also share a similarly structured genitalia, but it's the whole, like the fact that they're playing so hard means something. That's sport. That's what's interesting to me about sports. Yeah, we should. So I would yeah, love to go. Very specifically, go try and see them play Diana Taurasi. Actually, oh yeah, and um, and I would say uh, if you can, if you can, um, if you can see Seattle, that's like an amazing team. They have um, they have a player named Brianna Stewart who um, I don't know if anyone's ever done this before. She played four years at Connecticut. And was the MVP of the championship tournament all four years. Damn. Which is like kind of unthinkable. And then this year she basically did all that in the WNBA and won the MVP and stuff. And uh, like became uh, like an, an advocate for she she talked about being abused as a child and like is now this gigantic fundraiser for um for rain too cool great but also she just absolutely kicks ass at basketball it's great um all right we've gone pretty long sean thanks guys let's do well there's one more game oh shit yo wait how many presents la lakers golden state warriors oh come on four presents yeah Hell yeah um all Alienate right. your families ignore them for these two and a half hours <laughs> our final game of the night 10 30 p.m business wise and you do have to if you have to cut this out i'm sorry my phone might die and if it does i will get back in as soon as i can okay. so just that, if you hear me drop off that happened I'm, don't worry about it i'll be back i'm hoping to Go be ahead. done in like four minutes great breeze through i won't jump in um, i mean i'll, I'll well, just no, make please yeah, go. yeah. Go. Um, got it uh, all right. Our final game, game of the night: the Portland Trailblazers at the Utah Jazz. Oh <laughs> man, that's adorable. That sounds like <laughs> that's like the kids' table. Now, I don't know why. Just in terms of teams, not the athletic. Just that's just silly. But I imagine imagine being in New York City and being so into basketball that at ten thirty on Christmas night, you're just. Tucking in for some Portland, Utah action. <laughs> That's the cutest. It's just cute. <sighs> um, so there are two players I think you'd be interested in learning about here. Uh, the Portland Trailblazers have a player named CJ McCollum who has a podcast. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and the Utah Jazz have a very adorable man named Ricky Rubio who is also a point guard. He's like he was like a child prodigy from Spain, and he is like <laughs> I don't a, know why that's funny, but it is. No, yeah, and he is uh, just uh, the most adorable man. There's a clip of him at one point 
telling a teammate who looks sad, Alexi, change your face! Be happy! <laughs> um, this is his second year in Utah. When he was in Minnesota, he had like a very... It's very cute, very big eyes. Kind of like, kind of looks like a cartoon character. And then he got traded to Utah, which seemed to break his heart. And the reason I think this is, he grew his hair long, he he grew a beard, and he got a whole bunch of tattoos. Yeah, he has like a full sleeve tattoo, <laughs> but he's still adorable and hilarious. Last year during the playoffs, he wore a sweatshirt that just had the Friends logo on it. Aww. I bet that's not ironic. That's cute. <laughs> He's not it's not even the show. He just likes the concept of friendship. Yeah. Uh also <laughs> neither of these <laughs> uh, neither of these players are the team's best players. Uh Portland's best player is a guy named Damian Lillard, who is from Oakland and wears the okay. uh where's the number zero, but says it's oh for oakland i like that um, i'm on i'm on board yeah and i love portland and i like the trails trailblazers and i know that portland loves their teams uh because portland loves portland so yeah. that's yeah. great do utah fans love the jazz yes yeah okay, they really that's do. cute i would say these are this is more of a war of fan bases than teams because it's probably the two most fervent fan bases in the nba because they're like the Jazz are all Utah has, and the Trailblazers are all Portland has. From uh, also like, big except four. for that soccer team, which yeah. boy do they love? Oh yeah, yeah I just Kippers. mean from like a big four professional sports. Yes, um, it, uh, it, it, I do kind of like that. That's again, yeah. uh, since most of my knowledge of sports is anecdotal and romantic, I do enjoy the fan base battles. Uh, also, and mine. no two cities are as into polyamory as one. Well. <laughs> going to be so many like <laughs> just groups of six tickets at a time yeah all sitting together but for very different reasons that's great <laughs> um utah's best player is a seven foot two french person named rudy gobert no oh, come on <laughs> his nickname is i honestly can't tell if you're just making fun nope, of me i'm not i know his I know. nickname Wait is till the you... stifle tower yeah <laughs> <laughs> Sean, did you conjure this into existence? It's amazing. Also, also Utah, for like no real reason, has a bunch of Australian players. I want you to remember that I have been a comedian for, what, 11 years now? Professionally for, I don't know, close to four, I guess, four or five years. And I did listen to how I just laughed at Stifle Tower. <laughs> If you know this and your relatives don't, and you you need to stay awake with them until ten thirty to watch this game, so you uh, can be like that guy's the Stifle Tower, and really just wreck someone's uh, night. They're gonna laugh. Yeah. They're gonna snort whipped cream off their hot chocolate right now. I, I also think this is a really very fun contrast in coaches. Okay, because the Portland Trailblazers coach looks like a really laid back dad at church. That sounds exactly right. And the Utah Jazz coach looks like uh, the bad guy from Ghost on a Coke binge. <laughs> I'm going to have to revisit a, a 28-year-old film okay. to yeah. remember like, that. He yes, looks yeah, like, okay. yeah, he looks like, uh, like 
Someone like, a, like someone screaming sorry, at you so in the Wolf the of Wall Street. Swayze vehicle. Yes, yeah, yeah. Then you, the scene you want me to remember from that <laughs> is the bad guy, and then you want me to modify the bad guy. He's a, yeah. a movie yeah. known entirely for a single scene <laughs> and Whoopi Goldberg. You want me to single out a character actor? Well, he's also the president on Scandal. The actor God is also the president on Scandal. I know who you're talking about because he's ubiquitous. <laughs> but there is no modifying him. He is a blank slate. That's the point of him. Anyway. Yeah, uh, he looks like he looks like he's like on the bench, worried at all times that someone is going to get wise to his stock fraud. Yeah. He, <laughs> there are agents probably in the crowd waiting to arrest him. All right. Uh yeah. Okay. He, yeah. Um and I think that's basically all you need to know about these two teams. Uh, how many presents, Caitlin? Um, I mean, in terms of sticking around power, you know what? I, I want to give this matchup the same four stars. If I'm signing on for an evening of basketball, I'm not going to watch the big brand names fight without sticking it out for Main Street. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is all like metaphorical because they're all owned by like weird coked out billionaires who like trade them on a, I don't know, some kind of commodities basis. I don't understand how the ownership of these teams work. Uh, but yeah. Uh-huh. I'm going to put this on par with the, uh, with the hyped up rivalry between the warriors and the Lakers. Um, all right. Love it. Good. I love it. Uh, Caitlin, what That's would me. you like to plug? Oh God. I'm going to be in, uh, San Francisco for Sketchfest in January. I believe the, 18th and 19th, but if I'm wrong, you should probably check the website. Uh, if you just Google my name, Caitlin Gilliness of Sketchfest, you'll find it. It's also on my website. That's CaitlinGoComedy.com. Or hey, at Robot Caitlin on Twitter if you're feeling followy. Right. That was the most efficient self-promotion I've ever done. Yeah, that and was I think, really, really uh, good. It's easier when the barrel of the gun is already in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sean, what do you want to promote? Uh, punchline December 20th through the 22nd. Hell yeah. Um, and then as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, <laughs> where this week I had maybe my greatest tweet of all time. Hold on. <laughs> uh, where this week I tweeted oh, a ribeye steak with a side of red starbursts. Yes, ma'am. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Trust the process. Oh God! <laughs> oh, we we do have we do have a holiday oh, song right. too. For you can't Sean, leave me on that. Yeah, yeah. you have to. Whew. Sean, okay, uh, you wrote out. another. You wrote another Luka Doncic song, correct? Yeah. This, this is, is the one six. that's going to go viral. This is another one that's going to go. It's uh, it's a quick one. It's a good holiday song. It can also be turned into a ringtone. Uh, it's called Doncic the Halls. All right. Uh, trust the process. Uh, shut it down let's all have a very merry christmas roundballrock.bandcamp.com Donchich the halls with step back jumpers luka kaka 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 ka tis the year for a dude who's plumper luka kaka 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 ka Donchich we now are mavs apparel luka ka luka ka luka ka Dunking on Damari Carroll. Luca ka 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 
hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, Fresh. 